Welcome back to Kids Has Some Shit Podcast, a place where we'll be discussing all things in life, according to me. I'm your host, Ken. I definitely got some shit to say. Okay, a quick disclaimer. I am not a medical health professional. I'm not here to bully, chastise, or judge. Okay, maybe judge a little bit. But I'm just a woman with a podcast and let's have some things to say. And I thought some people like to hear it, so here it goes. Can we have a quick discussion about men and the lack of their doctor's visits? Some guys will literally wait until their dick falls off and they have to put in a glass of soy milk to take it to the doctors because they are lactose intolerant. See, women, women are getting their own care. And when they do, they're usually asking or nagging the men in their lives to do the same. It's a major reason why married men tend to see doctors more frequently than unmarried men. In fact, there was a survey done by the Cleveland Clinic that found that a fifth of men who get themselves to the doctors only do so because their significant other insisted. And I'm sure there are a lot of men like, I go to the doctors. Do you? Do you really? Do you go on your own? Or do you go because your job requires you to go? Or do you go because the person that owns the hole or holes that you seem to fall into say that you have to do so too? Because some cis straight men tend to think that they've been healthy while young, so they're going to stay healthy. Because leaving the house doesn't put you in jeopardy of being a harm's way, right? Let's add on all the other activities that we engage in that could possibly put us in even more risk to grow something, develop something, or cause something to ride off. All reasons to take your health seriously and all reasons to visit the doctor. Believe it or not, there are also some females who feel the same way. They also feel that they're healthy and fairly young. So why go to the doctors? The people I deal with seem healthy. They seem fairly well. So why should I go to the doctors? I remember a co-worker saying when I asked her about the last time she had her annual, she said, well, I'm so young and I'm fairly healthy. So I I don't go annually. My response was, well, do you have a cycle? Do you have unprotected sex? Have you gained or lost weight in the last year or so? Then I asked her simply if she had a car. She said, yes. I said, do you get your tires rotated and your brakes checked? Have you had an inspector regularly because you need that inspection ticket for you to drive? Then if you do all these things for your car, why wouldn't you have your body checked out the same way? You only have one body. You can always get another car. Now, just imagine how many men feel the same way that she does or depend on their significant other's diagnosis or lack thereof to to determine if the foggy liquid they pissed out is normal or or if it's cause for concern. Some men seem more concerned about missing work for medical appointments than the medical appointments in general. Men always talk about how busy they are and how they have time constraints. Most men don't even have a regular doctor 
or relationship with the doctor that they trust. It's like on dates, I'm just going to start asking people, like, do you know your status? Because I asked them that anyway. I need to know if you have a portal. Do you have a primary care physician? When's the last time you had a full workup? Because they just because they look healthy on the outside does not mean that they are. It does not mean that they aren't a dilapidated building barely being held up by one support beam on the inside. And perhaps you have some men who struggle with speaking on their emotions. You do. Their sexual desires and fetishes. So, of course, there are some who are a little leery about cholesterol tests, about blood pressure screenings, and they are far more hesitant about seeing a doctor for anything below the bout. I'm talking about erectile dysfunction. See, 30 million American men, or one in three, which might be the first sign of cardiovascular disease in the men, suffer, and young men, suffer from erectile dysfunction. The risk factors include smoking, high blood pressure, obesity, diabetes, inflammation. You know, stress causes inflammation is also eating poorly and uh, eating too much sugar. Poor dietary habits, sedentary lifestyle, low testosterone, some medication, particularly those for high blood pressure, all can be factors in erectile dysfunction. There's some 20 year olds out there who got a limited, I'm just saying. You also can suffer from urinary problems, which sometimes is caused or almost always caused by some enlarged prostate. You know, a completely benign growth of the prostate gland. This growth will never turn into cancer, but can become serious medical issues that can cause things like frequent bladder infections, blood, bladder stones, kidney damage, and inability to urinate, which becomes a very serious emergency. And then there's also a cause for infertility. See, men are often embarrassed about health issues that they feel might reflect on their masculinity and understandably squeamish about the prospect of uncomfortable prostate or rectal exams now i'm not sure why you would be squeamish about that because it's a lot of people out here that like to to have their um, tailpipes played with i mean it is a erogenous zone there's nothing wrong with it there's no judgment over here but if you can have it played with you can have it checked out and then why would you be uncomfortable? Why? Because it's not a park, you know? It's not in the comfort of someone else's home because is it because it's some old man haphazardly handling your balls and asking you to cough? I mean, I guess that would be uncomfortable. And then the advent of Viagra and other medications for erectile dysfunction has helped to bring discussions about intimate subjects into the open and giving into the open. It also gives men hope for successful treatment. But preventative measures could assist in not needing it in the first place. Once they've gone to the doctor, men probably still don't openly talk about their health problems as readily as women do. Look, if you have a health concern, you should put as much energy in asking open-ended questions 
and or direct questions to your doctor that you'd ask a mechanic about your tires or that you would that same energy that you would use to invest in talking your partner out of using a condom. Use that same energy, that same concern. I mean, it's kind of sad and disheartening to find out or just know that men don't tend to go into the hospital for regular screenings. I mean, they really should. It is recommended that all adults get an annual checkup for prevention, vaccines, or for any cancer screenings they might need. There might not be any overt medical issues, but doctors can make note of any trends, you know, weight gain, blood pressure fluctuations, and act to reverse those before they become more serious problems later on in life. You don't have to visually see your toe hanging off, your foot like a door dangling from a hinge to know your foot is sprained. You don't have to feel the pain in your abdomen wall for you to have a hernia, but annual checkups could pinpoint, prevent, and or cure it. It seems the long-standing stereotype that men don't go to the doctor is still prevalent in today's day and age. Now, don't get me wrong. Not all men, because I hate blank making blanketed statements. But some men take their health very seriously, citing the known health conditions that run in their families or in their lifestyles and type of work. And I get that men are supposed to be tough and macho, but their line of thinking as a reason to not visit the doctor's office and or those who use the lack of resources for medical insurance is a reason to not venture out to a free clinic. It's putting millions at risk. Even in today's world of easy information about health and fitness, I mean, you could literally Google any symptom. Now, you might go in thinking you might have, you know, just a gas problem. And by the end of your Google search, think that you have some rare case of scurvy. But the information is out there. And there are actually medical physicians who can lead you in the right direction. However, men still fall behind women in taking care of their health by scheduling annual annual exams or going to a doctor unless the condition becomes extremely unbearable. And then excuses range from like, I don't have a doctor. I don't have insurance. There's probably nothing wrong with me. I don't have time. I don't want to spend the money. Doctors don't do anything. I don't want to hear what they might have to be what they might have to tell me. I've got a probe phobia. Like they just going to stick a probe in your butt for no reason. I mean, come on. This is not alienation. You've been watching too many movies. I'd rather tough it out. You going to keep walking stuff off until you can't walk no more. On an average, men die half a decade earlier than women because of excuses like this. And even if these things may be true, no excuse in the book is going to replace the importance of seeing your doctor regularly and knowing your status, whether that is a cancer diagnosis, the lack of a cancer diagnosis, and or any internal problems. Now, with the emerging recognition that treating preventable causes of death could close the medical gender gap, it's more important than ever to push men to get the care they need. 
See, according to a Cleveland Clinic study, close to 60% of men don't regularly see a doctor, going only when they are seriously ill. The survey found that only three in five men get an annual physical. And that was nearly out of 500 men surveyed. It said their health is simply something they just don't talk about. We don't talk about it. Instead, men are much more likely to talk about what current events, sports, you know, creating their, their dream team sport team who they are smashing, what women should do and shouldn't do with their bodies, their jobs, you know, all of these things rather than talking about their health. This disturbing trend is backed up by the CDC reports that women are 33% more likely to visit the doctor than men. And women are also 100% better at maintaining screening and preventative care. In that same report, it states that utilization rates categorized by major reason for visit disclosed that while the visit rates by women were at least somewhat higher for all types of care, the rates of visits by women for non-illnesses such as annual examination was 100% higher than among their male counterparts. There was also an article in the Wall Street Journal called Why Men Won't Go to the Doctor and How to Change That, which also confirmed that compared to women, more men continue to avoid going to doctors, skip recommended screening, and practice riskier behavior. Unfortunately, the article also states that men die above about five years sooner, live with more years of bad health, and have higher suicide rates. Now, the psychology of why men hesitate to visit doctors for even routine annual exams is an age-old question. Like, are they too busy? No, because they make time for what they want to make it for. Are they just not sick enough? I mean, it depends on who you ask. Some of them could literally be walking around with a pain for years and not go to the doctors. Do they think a doctor's visit is going to be uncomfortable? I mean, speaking from the women's delegation, doctor's offices are cold, sterile, informal, and scary. However, I wouldn't want... Someone to give me a pap smear in the middle of a living room with the soap operas or golden girls playing in the background. While I'm looking at their sofa covered in plastic wrap and somebody clinking asks me, baby, do you want some tea? Are they afraid of what might be discovered? Like someone's, that's just like someone saying, you know, I didn't get an STD until I went to the doctors. No, honey, you didn't know what that growth was and why your wiener was spitting hot fire until you went to the doctors. So I'd say properly. An online survey by Orlando Health found that it is a mixture of all of those things. See, according to the survey, the top excuse men make to avoid scheduling annual appointments is that they are too busy. The second most common excuse is that they are afraid to find something that might be seriously wrong. Finally, the discomfort of exams such as prostate checks, testicular exams, colon cancer screening, and the like, and so forth and so on, etc., is another top reason men don't go to the doctors. See, the health industry has created all types of organizations trying to combat the male reluctance to seek care by introducing what social media campaigns outreach programs, and special events to lure men in for regular healthcare examinations. We are 
They are trying to lure them in like a fish in the sea. We're going to have a fish fry tonight, I guess they said. What I think they should do is just set up at the nearest nudie bar, sports events, barbecue pit, barbershop, and sneaker car or gun convention. They probably reach more men in those settings than they would as some social media campaign. At the end of the day, like men should just man up and get screened. Like annual screenings and tests, although they might take some of your time, are definitely needed and are some of the most important things a man can do for his overall health. Because screening finds diseases early when they are easier to treat. And then what kind of screening? Screens like prostate exams because prostate cancer is one of the most common types of cancers for American men. Annual screening can catch the disease early when treatments are more effective. Blood pressure screening. Men should have their systolic and diastolic pressure check regularly to check for prehypertension or high blood pressure, which is a leading cause for stroke and heart issues. Testicular cancer. See, the American Cancer Society recommends that all men have a testicular exam when they see a doctor for a routine physical. Additional screening may be needed if a man has a family history or of well of testicular cancer or undescending testicle. Colorectal exams. See, average adults, that does include women, should have a colorectal screening beginning at the age of 50. But men have a slightly higher risk of developing colon or rectal cancer than women. So that's a screening you definitely need. Men are also three times more likely to get non-melanoma basal cell and squamous cell skin cancers than women. And older men are more likely than women of their same age to develop melanoma skin cancer. Get your cholesterol checked out. Y'all are here eating deep fried everything. Deep fried butter, deep fried mayonnaise, cheese, steak, egg rolls, get your cholesterol checked out. High cholesterol could lead to heart disease, stroke, and diabetes. Men need regular cholesterol testing at the age of 35. Though those with a higher risk factor should begin testing at age 20. Get that sugar tested out. Especially starting at the age of 45, healthy men should begin diabetes screening Every three years using a fasting blood sugar test. Testing may begin early if you have a higher risk, including high cholesterol or high blood pressure. Get those eyes checked out. I didn't see some of the way you looking at people. Some of the way you some of the women that you be looking at, some of the people that you be looking at, some of the people you be with, and how you glaucoma is real. That doesn't mean <laughs> Look, eye tests for glaucoma are based on age and personal risk. But men under the age of 40 should be tested every two to four years. And for our cat daddies between the age of 40 and 64, they should be tested every one to three years. While men over the age of 65, you know, the sugar daddies or the sweet and low daddies, they should be tested every six to 12 months. At the end of the day, these are just a few of the tests that should be taken seriously and should be taken annually 
And you should trust a doctor with your health the way you trust a barber with your hairline. I'm just going to wrap this up by saying I think personally one of the main reasons that men don't go to the doctors is fear of being vulnerable. And I could be wrong, but this is life according to me. I think it's vulnerability. And yes, vulnerability sucks. Even for a gangster like me, I get it. A lot of men don't like being vulnerable. When you're laying on a cold table and someone's handling you and asking you intimate questions that you are not even comfortable with answering with yourself, let alone someone in a white lab coat in Crocs holding a clipboard. You may feel judged, but this is their job. They signed up to heal people. And I I get it. I have I have been that person on that cold metal table with that thin piece of a toilet paper <laughs> toilet seat cover covering it with my feet up in stirrups and asking questions as they probe me. But that is what we have to do. We have to be checked. We have to know that we're okay by someone who is licensed. Again, I get it. I think it's a vulnerability. And again, vulnerability sucks. But vulnerability is not weakness. Feeling vulnerable is not feeling weak. We have to get out of that mindset. And honestly, I'd prefer you to be vulnerable and healthy than allowing a false sense of what masculinity is to deprive you of your life force. Think about it. Look, thank you for listening. And every Wednesday, you can find me at Kia Said Some Shit on Instagram, where you can leave a question, comments, concerns. If you have a topic you'd like me to discuss on an upcoming episode, drop it in my DMs. See you guys next week.